Do you ever find yourself questioning if you're drinking too much? Do you find yourself scouring the internet for ideas on how to cut back? Do you fear that the fun will be over if you quit drinking? Decidedly Dry will teach you that you actually don't need alcohol to lessen your anxiety and stress. You absolutely don't need it to survive motherhood. And friend, you are absolutely not alone in this. This isn't just a podcast. It's a sober, curious movement. If you're ready to see how good life is beyond the wine bottle, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jess, a coffee slurping, messy bun wearing boy mom who strives to keep it real and bring a smile to your face. For years, I felt like I was living two different lives. By day, I was the fitness enthusiast, protein drinking mom who managed to get all the things done. But once the clock hit five o'clock, the cork was popped, the glass was full, and mom was checking out. This constant back and forth between fit mom and wine mom became utterly exhausting. I finally realized that in order to be the healthy, creative, joyful mom that I knew I could be, I needed to break up with booze. I created a plan that fit me, one that reinvented self-care, focused on the good, and gave me a life that I did not want to check out from. Now I am on a mission to help you create a life that you absolutely love. It's time to turn down the drinks and turn up the joy, babe. Grab yourself a cup of coffee and let's do this. Well, hello and welcome back to the show, you guys. Super, super glad that you pushed play today and that we are going to have this time together. So before I get started, I just need to have somewhat of a disclaimer (laughs) It is uh, it is spring break over here, so there might be some background noise today, and um, I'm not sorry about it, but I just, uh, you know, thought you should know if you hear the pounding of feet running by the hallway, you know, on the other side of this wall, it is because there is a serious Nerf battle going on, or someone is trying to hide wrappers of some gummy bears or something that they're probably not supposed to be in. Anyways, there you go. That's my disclaimer. So... How are (laughs) you? I have a really, really fun and exciting and also kind of vulnerable topic that I want to talk about today. Uh, Today's episode is just me, me, you, and and some good conversation. Um, I do have some, some amazing guests coming on the show very soon, but like I said, today, it's just me. I want to talk about something that has been kind of a theme um, as of late on this show. I mean, our our foundation of this show, our theme of this show, what we always talk about is obviously getting sober, becoming alcohol-free, deciding to be dry. And there's some other topics that I feel like we've kind of been hitting on, one of which, which is faith and religion. And I hope that you can listen today, to today's episode just kind of with an open mind and with an open heart, because I kind of feel like there's this movement happening and I want to talk about it. I and a lot of my friends, especially one, have been having these amazing conversations um, about religion lately and about how we are kind of, I don't know, noticing that a lot of sober women out there right now are getting a little bit God curious. And I don't know. I don't know if it's because sobriety opens our mind and gives us this 
whole new outlook on life. And it also kind of makes us aware of things and, and really wants us to look at the big picture. And it's exciting. It's something really, really cool. And you know me, I want to talk about it. (laughs) So I'm going to look at my notes and see if I've totally skimmed over all of what I really want to talk about. Okay, so I've been having these amazing conversations um, with a lot of these sober women, like I said, one in particular, you know who you are if you're listening. And these chats are getting deep. They are meaningful. And they've sparked this excitement in me that I can't really put into words, but I'm going to try. Something that we've been discussing, like I said, is this comparison that we're seeing in the sober curious movement with this new, for some of us, God curious movement. And I'm going to try to break it down a bit and give you some examples of of what exactly I mean. Are you ready? (laughs) All right. So again, just before I get going, I want to say, listen to this with your open mind. This is just me sharing my observations, my thoughts, and, and kind of where I'm at in my journey. It's never my intention to preach or persuade. Just hopefully connect, inspire, and relate. Capish, Capish. All right, first one. So the obvious one for me is the similarities of these two beautiful, loving communities. The sober community welcomed me with open arms. There was never any judgment. There was never anyone telling me I was doing this sober thing the wrong way. It was just love and compassion. I have some of the most incredible, strong, meaningful relationships that were created here in the sober community. And I am kind of seeing that same same kind of vibe and similar qualities so far in the Christian community. The Christian women that I've been working alongside the last 90 days during that podcast training I did never judged me for being a total newbie. They were welcoming, they were encouraging, and always said how excited they were for me to be walking down this new path. And I got to be honest, in a time when Let's face it, the world seems to be filled with pure craziness every time you look around. I don't even like looking at my little news feed on my phone. I joke that I like live in a bubble because it does. It feels overwhelming and crazy when you start to look around. So in my opinion, what's so wrong with trying to focus on something like spirituality and God, something that could bring you joy and remind you of the important things in life and make you feel like you're part of something bigger than you ever imagined. All right, the second thing that I think is so interesting about these two communities, these two two movements, if you will, are that labels can do more harm than good sometimes. For a lot of us, and I identify like er, as this, Uh, We never identified as an alcoholic or an addict or someone who had, I don't know, a so-called rock bottom. If, If I'm being honest, we didn't even really want to use the word sober because it kind of made us uncomfortable. And unfortunately, sometimes the fear of these words, these these labels keep us in this gray area for a longer amount of time. They prevent us from finally removing alcohol and keep us in that vicious cycle of healthy by day to wino by night. 
It's a shame that these words can have such a negative impact on our mindset. And I don't know, I truly believe that for me personally, I see a lot of similarities in my God curious journey. For a long time, I was too nervous to even use the word God. Religion seemed tricky to me and was a subject that made me at times uncomfortable because I don't know, I was scared if I tried to have a conversation about God that I would say the wrong thing, that I would pronounce something wrong, I would offend someone, or I don't know, just kind of make a fool of myself. I was once again worried about what others would think of me. Kind of like that fear I had in regards to what people would think if I said I was sober. Now, as I get older, (laughs) and especially now that I'm sober, kind of care less and less what people think of me. (laughs) I know that's kind of, I don't know, silly. But as I get older, I just don't really care as much. Hence the reason I'm getting more confident in my faith. I'm, I'm getting more comfortable saying the word God, as ridiculous as that sounds. And I'm noticing that the conversations I used to avoid are becoming easier and more enlightening and definitely more meaningful. All right, the third thing is routine. Routine is everything. When I was first exploring a sober lifestyle, those first few weeks, heck, months, were all about routines. I remember learning to watercolor. Like I literally turned on a YouTube video, put a paintbrush in my hand. You guys have heard this story before if you've been here a while, but I just needed something to distract me. Instead of pouring that glass of wine, I would paint something. I would mix up some sort of new mocktail. I would log my dry days and I would connect with my sober friends for constant accountability. That was my personal recipe for success in my sober journey. And what I'm noticing in my God-curious journey is that routine has once again been everything. I recently started a routine. I, I wake up in the morning. I read a couple of chapters. I listen to the Bible recap podcast so that I can kind of review what I just read. Side note, I adore you, Tara Lee Cobble. (laughs) And your podcast is everything. Friends, I will tag it in the notes if you're interested. I um, So I read a few chapters. I listen to a podcast that does a recap and kind of explains it in more, I don't know, simple terms, if you will. And then I follow that with a text to my dad. I let him know what my morning takeaway was. And this is also my awesome opportunity to ask him, I don't know, all the questions that I'm too embarrassed to ask others. Like, for example, I'm just going to be totally honest here. Recently, I asked him, what is a gospel? Um, Explain to me who God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are. Exactly. What's the difference between a disciple and an an apostle? When people reference a verse and say, for example, Matthew and some numbers with a colon between them, what the heck does that mean? (laughs) See, these are questions that a daughter, I don't know, goes to her father or who goes to her father for everything would feel comfortable asking. P.S. Dad, thank you for helping me with all this. You're simply the best. All right. Number four, inspiration. One thing I like to remind people who are exploring an alcohol-free life is that they have no idea how many people they are inspiring by simply not drinking. Honestly, 
When people see people who are happy and healthy and genuinely working hard to live their best life, we become inspired and really I think it, I mean, it has to be programmed into our head that when we see someone who has such an abundance of happiness, is achieving things, is healthy, we want that. And so what do we do? Well, we look at ourselves, we, we look at our lives, our habits, and we start to determine if and how we can make adjustments, kind of follow their lead. And what I'm slowly noticing is a lot of women, especially women in their late 30s and early 40s, like yours truly, are at a point in their life where, I don't know, they're really evaluating all the things. I was inspired to remove alcohol, and now I'm inspired to make God a part of my life. It's an exciting time for me, and I can't help but think that perhaps... At least one person who is listening to this right now might be inspired to look at their spirituality. Okay, fifth one, my fifth little comparison. Uh, Last but not least, I've got to mention my why. My decision to live alcohol-free, of course, was for me. That is how it started. I had to do it for myself. But the other ginormous reason was for my two boys. They are everything to me. And they deserve the absolute best version of me. I am so thankful that by removing alcohol, they get a present, a clear-minded, amazing mom that really doesn't miss a beat. They get to grow up knowing that alcohol isn't self-care and that not everyone drinks. My decision to get God curious is slowly but surely having the same positive impact. They see mama reading the Bible. Well, actually, shoot, that's a lie. I read in the morning while they're sleeping. <laughs> but they they see me wrap up my reading when they stumble out of their rooms first thing in the morning. They're about to start learning alongside with me if they're open to it. And more than anything, I am just excited that as I grow in my faith, I can continue to learn how to intentionally raise my boys into young men of character and honor and strength and hopefully with God. Ooh, look, I even said his name confidently and probably in the most beautiful way. Am I right? (laughs) So there you have it, folks. This is where I'm at and I'm sticking to it. I firmly believe that just like we had this wave of people jumping on the sober train, we've got another train coming up the track. It's the God train, and people are buying their tickets to hop on. I mean, can you blame them? We're living in a world where a lot of us are searching for more peace, more love, more purpose. And for me personally, I'm starting to think that using the word the universe and all the other woo-woo terms I used to use. It just ain't cutting it anymore. All right, my friends, that is it for this week. Thank you so much for sharing this time with me. And I just really, really look forward to connecting with you, sweet friends, again next Thursday. If this episode touched you, if this episode spoke to you, I want to hear about it. I want to hear your thoughts. So If you get a chance, 
I would love for you to shoot me an email at decidedlydry at gmail.com. I would love to hear kind of what your takeaways were and where you are at in your alcohol-free journey. And maybe if you're a little God curious, how this episode impacted where you're at. All right, my loves, have an amazing day. And if the only thing you did today was stay sober, I want you to remember this. You are winning. I'll see you guys next time.